from behind a screen. <laughs> you know, the good old days. Yeah. Bullies made fun of you for weird things back then, obviously for what you looked like, but also, I don't know if anyone relates to this, bullies would make fun of you if you didn't know about something, because Google didn't exist, right? <laughs> Seriously, and usually it was always like slang related. I remember my, uh, this bully named Lori Yates, that's his real name. Uh, he went up to me and he, he totally fooled me. He goes, hey Dan, you're not straight, are you? <laughs> and he said it like that, right? So he set me up and I was 12 years old. I didn't know what straight was. I was like, no. He's like, Haha, you're gay, you're gay. I'm like, <laughs> I just like wanted to kill myself after that. Back then, yeah, nowadays if that would have happened, I would be like, Excuse me, Lori, I have to go to the bathroom. And then just look up what straight meant. <laughs> Come out and be like, hey, Lori, I am straight. I'm straight as a motherfucker. And then just been done. All right, let's move on from that. Um, no, so uh, I'm uh, what you would call a late bloomer. That's, that was what kind of was responsible for how I looked in high school. Uh, I feel like late bloomer is just a nice way of saying your body is lazy. You know? Because, like, I didn't want to be a late bloomer my body decided to be a late bloomer. I wanted to grow pubes. If it was up to me, I wanted to grow pubes when I was like six. But, and I think the reason why my body held back for so long is because it knew once I'd hit puberty, I would just like abuse the shit out of it. <laughs> right, because think about it. Like before puberty, that's like the honeymoon period between you and your body, right? The worst thing you could do to your body before puberty is like what, scrape your knee from playing outside? Now, after I hit puberty, I you know, fill it up with drugs and alcohol and fucking yank on my pecker for probably twice a day. Yeah. Yeah, if my body and I were in a relationship, it would have left me a long time ago. Yeah, when I pulled out the Purell to jerk off with, I think that was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, that actually happened too. I was like, hey, it's wet, it'll be fine. <laughs> Nope, felt, my dick felt radioactive. <laughs> yeah, it was like if Spider-Man got bit on the wiener. Uh, anyways, yeah, my lazy body. Uh, there was um, a pro though. I, so I hated going through the awkward phase. It was really painful for me. Uh, but about five years ago, uh, I kind of got over it finally because there was an article that came out in the New York Post about a priest at a, a prestigious Catholic school in New York, that's where I'm from, uh, who molested a bunch of kids for decades. And this priest, I know this priest very well. I was actually an altar boy at this school. We had hung out a bunch of times. And guys, during those two years I was an altar boy, not once did he try to fuck me. Not once. So, my awkward phase saved me from getting molested. That's how ugly I was. <laughs> I was so ugly, the pedophile looked at me and goes, mm, let's wait. Let's wait, let's let, let him develop a little bit. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> oh man, I was obsessed. With, so I was a late bloomer, all my friends, like their bodies were just like, yeah, pew, 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 pew. And my body was just like, mm, snooze. Uh, and it sucked, man. I remember like when I had like a little, does anyone watch Big Mouth? The show Big Mouth, right? Like I'm like basically Nick, like that character. Like I was, obs I wanted pubes so badly. I remember when I grew like two armpit hairs, I would like lick it so it would look like it was like four armpit hairs. <laughs> oh my God, this is all too real, Pam. Thanks for having me. Uh, and uh, no, and pubes, I, I wanted pubes so badly. Like I remember, like when you, when you're pubeless, you just see the world differently. 
you do. Like, so I remember a, a very specific example. I went to a baseball game, and I remember I had to go pee, so I went to the urinal, and I think guys will understand this in the audience. You know how there's like always a healthy garnish of stray pubes like on the urinal? <laughs> Girls, do you know this? If you don't know, that's basically pretty much every single urinal in the world has like a patchy like, like guy from the mission beard, you know what I mean? <laughs> And nowadays, I just see that. I'm like, oh, OK, I'm just going to piss and move on with the rest of my life. But back then, I was sincerely amazed. I looked down at those pubes, and I was like, Jesus Christ. People are giving these away? <laughs> Broke my heart. <laughs> Thought about taking a couple, but I didn't. <laughs> this has more awes than laughs. Um, but I, di I did finally hit puberty. Spoiler alert, I'll have you know. And uh, I trim now, not to brag. And uh, hit my growth spurt too. That was a big thing for me. Now I'm a whopping five foot nine inches tall, or as a lot of ladies put it, ooh, almost. <laughs> yeah, five nine's an interesting height, I think, for a guy, because I don't really feel like I've belonged, ever belonged to a height group, you know? Like the talls never really accepted me. Neither did the shorts. And that was my safety school too, that one hurt. Yeah, no, it wasn't accepted by the shorts either. I'm just sort of this like weird in-between. I'm like a vertical orphan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think if there was ever a war between all the tall people and the short people in the world, I don't know where I would fall under that, like what side I'd be on. I'd probably be the referee. You know, I'm like the vertical equivalent of Switzerland. And uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to ref a war. Uh, I just, I don't know, whenever I see referees, they look, aside from like the crazy parents who give them shit on the field, like I think refs, it looks like a fun time. It's just exercise and get to, I don't know, it's just a fun time. Like, and I love it when referees at the beginning of a boxing match, they get the two people together, you know? I would love to do that for the tall versus shorts war. I could be like, all right, let's bring it together here. I want a good clean war. Talls, keep the teasing to a minimum. Shorts. No biting. Okay? <laughs> Just punch with your legs. I don't know. Yeah. I would cheer for the shorts in that war. I just, I feel like they need the win. Yeah, tall people have had it easy for too long. Tall guys have had it easy for way too long, right? Just way too easy. Because they've always been able to attain those hard-to-reach things in life. You know, like shelves or, um, what's that other thing? Uh, pussy? <laughs> Tall guys and pussy are just big fans of each other. That's why I always found it so silly when uh, a tall guy joined a dating app. How lazy is that? <laughs> You're tall. The world is your dating app. Just go outside somewhere and stand. <laughs> and then you could left and right swipe women's faces as they walk up to you. <laughs> That's your app. Yeah, ladies want that NBA jizz. Um, yeah, that tag was unnecessary. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I don't know. Tall people on dating apps, I think it's so silly to me. Uh, I'd be a lot taller if I was on a dating app. I could guarantee you that much. I would. Yeah, no, I would uh, probably boost it up to 5'10", maybe even 5'11", if it's boot season. No. I love boots. They're just like, they're like the spanks for short men. I love them. There's so much lift. Yeah. Hmm. Boots. <laughs> what the fuck was I going to tell you guys about? Boots. Oh, no. So I've never been on a dating app, actually. Um, 
I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm just saying I feel like I'm better than you. And uh, no, I've always, and I, even when I was single, I always appreciate, I always liked going out and like meeting girls at bars. I just liked like that raw dog dating style, you know, like no screen in between us. I'll, I'll end on this with you guys. Uh, the term raw dog, right? It's a pretty gross term. It's, it's really nasty. Uh, and my parents are from Brazil. And my dad, he speaks perfect English, but sometimes he doesn't know some of these slang terms. So uh, I'd say like two years ago, he calls me up out of nowhere and he goes, Daniel, I heard a new word today and I, uh, I want to know what it means. I'm like, all right, what's the word? He goes, it's a raw dog. I'm like, okay, how'd you hear this? And he goes, my coworker went up to me and goes, Carlos, I raw dogged the shit out of this girl last night. I'm like, that's, he used it correctly. It's very direct. <laughs> And he goes, what does this mean? And so after I finish chuckling to myself, I go, well, dad, uh, raw dog uh, is basically when two people have sex without a condom. And then he's just sort of a little quiet on the end there. I could hear him thinking. He just goes, hmm, when I was your age, we just called that love. <laughs> he made raw dog romantic, you guys. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. Thanks a lot. He's never been on a dating app. You can clap for that too. Yay! You, you're like a you're like a little, what's it called when no one else does that? Uh, snowflake, unicorn, a unicorn. Yes. Uh, no, snowflake is everybody melting in the sun. Uh, I'm also I'm also a unicorn. I've never been on the dating apps, and I find it very silly. And I've had friends who've said like, well, you know, dating, you need to raise the bar. And then some people are like, no, no, no. When it comes to dating, you need to lower the bar and I'm like meet at the fucking bar isn't that how everybody does it like that's how I do it I don't understand these dating apps just go to a bar yay I'm an alcoholic so it's much easier I guess for me uh, your next comedian she's so funny oh, I know I didn't I haven't told anybody any list or anything I've just been like good luck you're up next have fun with it uh, she's so funny and she's gonna have a great time you guys are gonna love her everybody Maria DePlutis yay how to use protection so I am like the token not skinny person here, which is, uh, there, there's no joke there, it's just a fact, it's okay, we can laugh, it's okay to not be skinny. I went and sat here, so the guy behind me is like, great, the one comedian I actually get to see is the one that isn't skinny. It's life. Ooh, huh. Look at this though, huh? Weight loss goals. <laughs> All right, I got one for you. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Just two people want to know? Let's try it again. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Well, so <laughs> the chicken was a stand-up comedian, uh, and the chicken had been kind of having a bad day. Like her, her clothes are a little tight. This isn't about me, by the way. The chicken's not me. Chicken is a separate person. Her clothes are a little tight. You know, she ate a whole burrito. She felt a little bloated. Anyways, uh, she, she did a set at a show, and it didn't go that great. And she wasn't feeling good, you know. Uh, so she, she walked outside of the place where the set was happening, you know, letting the dust settle on the stage where she had just dropped a bomb and uh, 
feeling like an egg shell of a chicken. So she went outside having a cigarette and some guy came up to her and was like, are you pregnant? (laughs) And then she was like, as she's taking some of her cigarette, no. And then the guy was like, like to come over to my place. So this made the chicken think of her dating days when she was younger, the time she spent on OkCupid. Lots of people just posted pictures of their torsos. Like that was impressive. The torso is like literally the only body part you can't not have. (laughs) Except also maybe the head. You know, you need your head and you need your torso. You could lose any other body part and be just fine. The chicken was thinking about how that had happened to her cousin. Her cousin lost a leg. Just because someone wanted to eat a chicken leg? And he had to live with only one leg. But he lived, and that's the point. Posting pictures of your torso is not that impressive. She remembers she had gone on an OkCupid date once with some guy who kept talking about how much weight he lost and the chicken who was not in a good mood because she bombed on stage. The chicken felt weird in that situation and then he kept trying to get her to get dessert and she didn't want dessert. (laughs) Then he insisted. Anyways, There was more to that joke, but I don't remember it, so that's what's staying with that. So the chicken, remember, the chicken was just remembering that. The chicken is outside having a cigarette and some guy's hitting on her even though he thinks she's pregnant. And smoking while pregnant, which is like not a good thing to do. The chicken's not that irresponsible. She was just regular smoking. So anyways. You know, she said no. She kindly declined. She thought about what she wanted to do with the rest of her evening. She looked across the street. There was music and dancing, and like all the the skinny chicks were there. And this chicken wasn't, yeah, she wasn't skinny. She wasn't fat, you know. And then, uh, so she just went to the bar next door for a drink. And, uh, you know, yeah, she went for a drink. She ordered a, a tequila neat. And the bartender was like, what do you mean you're like, you don't want it with ice? And then she was like, yeah. And he was like, we don't serve it with ice. And the chicken was just very frustrated at this point. And she was just about to lose it. She had such a tough day. She had posted something on Facebook, like a picture of ice cream she was about to eat. And she was like really excited about eating it. And it was like delicious. And then her aunt just posted on it, this is why you're fat. Yeah. Chicken had a bad day, guys. So she didn't need that bartender sass. So she was just like, just give me my tequila. So he did. And she's sitting there minding her own business. And some guy sitting next to her was like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And she hated that pickup line. So unoriginal. Guys just think they're starting a philosophical conversation. It's obviously the egg because chickens, side note, no joke here, this is a fact, evolved from birds. The theropods became 
Therapod birds evolved from dinosaurs. That's what I meant to say. Chickens are birds. Anyways, theropods became chickens. It's not a debate. If anyone tries to say the chicken came first, they're probably a creationist. And you should probably stop talking to them. That's not how evolution works. Anyways, she didn't want to respond to that question because it was very unoriginal. So the guy was like, I'll buy you a beer. And then the chicken was like, I don't want a beer. And then... The guy was like, why are you trying to lose weight? And the chicken was having such a bad day. She didn't need that. The chicken didn't need that. <laughs> so uh, really, she didn't like beer. Beer made her bloated. The guy didn't need to know that, though. She was just like, I don't like beer. So then the guy was like, fine, I'll, I'll get you whatever drink you want. So the chicken ordered a tequila. She pointed at the one she wanted. And then the guy was like, so what do you do? And the chicken was like, I'm a stand-up comedian. And the guy was like, oh, yeah? Tell me a joke. Which is, you should never like say that to a stand-up comedian. The chicken knew this. <laughs> but the chicken was drinking tequila that that guy bought her. And he didn't know that that was a $30 shot of tequila. So the chicken was like, all right, fine, I'll tell you a joke. So the chicken was like, knock, knock. There? Two men walk into a bar, eh? Come on. Two men walk into a bar, eh? Who? Two men walk into a bar, eh? Hookah bar. <laughs> but orange, you glad I didn't say banana? <laughs> the man didn't like that joke. And he told the chicken that. And the chicken didn't need that. The chicken was having a really bad day. So, uh, so the man left. The chicken stayed behind. She was watching whatever was on the, the bar TV. It was a crime show. And they were describing a witness. They couldn't see the, the not a witness, the, the person who did the crime. And the TV said, this person is five foot seven, weighs 195 pounds. It is statistically improbable that this person is a woman. The chicken was five foot seven and weighed 195 pounds, and she didn't need that. <laughs> so then this other woman sitting at the bar was like, hey, you know, that joke was funny. The chicken liked that. She was like, you know, I, I, hope, I hope you don't feel bad about yourself. The chicken wasn't sure where she was going with this. So then the woman said, you know, I could give you some weight loss tips. And the chicken was like, oh. And the woman was like, oh, I'm not saying you'll ever be skinny like me, but you could be skinnier than you are. The chicken didn't need that. <laughs> so the chicken tipped the bartender, because you should always tip your bartender, no matter how bad your day is, no matter how much sass they gave you, because apparently ordering your tequila neat is not a thing. And the chicken went outside. Next to the bar on the other side, she heard there was an open mic happening. Someone else was flopping real bad on stage. Across the street, she saw bright neon signs flashing, tarot cards, psychic. She wasn't sure what to do next. And then all of a sudden, she hears, get out of the way, schmaltz. The chicken wasn't Jewish, but the chicken had Jewish family, so she knew that schmaltz meant chicken fat. <laughs> and she did not appreciate that. 
they stare at each other down like they're about to fight. And the chicken was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not young anymore. I'm not a young chick. I don't know if I could do this. And the dude was like, oh, really drunk and didn't want to fight a girl. So they stared each other down, knowing what they needed was distance. Someone had to walk away. But the chicken wanted to fight more. She was like, I've had it. I had such a bad day. She was like, come at me, bro. Let's fight. And he was like, no. And she was like, why? Are you chicken? <laughs> and so the two chickens stared at each other, knowing what they needed was distance between them. And one of them crossed the street. <laughs> I'm Maria DeFutis, thank you. <laughs> Why did the chicken cross the road? Schmaltz. I know what schmaltz is. That's good. That's what you make matzo balls out of. You take your leftover fat and you mix it with the... So good. Yay! Maria DePlutus, yay! Uh, your next comedian's gonna be... I don't see... There I see her in the back. Yeah! She's so she's so wonderful. Uh, I saw her a couple weeks ago, and she was complaining that she'd lost her butt. And then today, she was like, I'm going to tell stories about how I used to be way bigger than I am. And then and I'm like, that's so funny, because now you're tiny, and then now you complain about not having a butt. I'm very, she's, she's a very, very funny lady. I always super relate to all of her material and love her very, very much. And I think she's super funny. You guys are going to love her. She's starting her camera right now, as I'm giving the... Uh, clap amazingly for your next comedian, Natalie Fauzi! Yay! Hey, everybody. I'm actually going to look at notes today because I had to write a bunch of shit about this stuff. Uh, you know, you guys remember when you're fat and you're thin. Everybody's been fat and thin at some point, right? You've been both. Has anybody always been fat or always been thin? Like their whole life? No, right? No. How many people here are over 40? Like, no one. I think just me and her. Right? Yeah, you, you guys, when you get older, like, you start getting really worried about looking thin. Uh, like, I've felt so pressured. I've so, pro felt so pressured. I've actually literally rushed myself into being thin. I burn a lot of calories running late. <laughs> yeah, I have ADD, you guys. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I highly suggest uh, just if you really, you know, just, just don't be on time anymore. Because like rushing is like nature's best diet. Like you literally, anxiety makes you lose a lot of weight. I, I never understood why single people were always complaining that it was hard to lose weight. Because I mean, my plan when I was single, well, I still am, but when I was younger and single, now it's a little bit different. But when I was younger and single, I just, you know, every time I wanted to lose weight, I'd just find a shittier man to date than the last guy I dated. And then I'd make him dump me. Voila, 15 pounds underweight immediately. <laughs> It's the best way. It's the best way to do it. When I uh, when I was uh, overweight, I remember um, feeling really, really ashamed of this habit that I constant habit that I had. My left thigh was always fucking my right thigh. You know, like you know, thunder thigh, thunder thigh collision. And I was tr I was always running out of um, you know lint tape because that's what I used to um, hide the evidence. That you know that shiny sheen of pilling on your inseam, pilling inseam. 
Yeah, but when I when I when I did when when I was finally in around in a in a room of women, uh, and I and I had that thigh gap, it felt like I was the capsule inside of a bottle of pills. <laughs> I always got that look, you know, like how dare you have a thigh gap? Fuck you, bitch. It's like, well, I I got dumped like by a guy that was fucking hookers. Does that redeem me at all? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, if I told you it was like the result of absolute misery, would you be like, oh, okay, it's all right, you're allowed. I don't hate you now, you're not better than me, you're just, you know, sicker than me or whatever. <laughs> what do you guys think? Haven't you, have you ever, have you ever had, like, lost a bunch of weight because somebody dumped you? I'm looking at you specifically, I don't know why. I feel like she's, she knows what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, right? That's like the perfect diet. Hot dogs and cigarettes. Hot dogs and cigarettes. Oh. <laughs> You know what it was for me? This is fun. Now I'm just like, just going to tell you, share real life. I was dumped. I, 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 I found out my ex-boyfriend was fucking hookers. This was a long time ago. I'm over it, so nobody needs to cry about it, you guys. I was like, what? It, you know how I found out? Uh, I found his hooker reviews online. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. True story. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like Yelp for hookers. Like, this is insane. They should call it incognito.com. <laughs> Or I thought, I thought the best name is actually City Whore Share. You guys remember City Car Share? That was back then. I'm aging myself. So this was a while ago. And you know what I did? It was String Cheese and Cosmos. <laughs> string Cheese, Cosmos, and that's it. And I, I just, just like became like this like razor-thin person. And I, I figured out all these things that these hookers sold, which was kind of interesting to me because I didn't know anything about this, you guys. And I had to look everything up on, inter on the internet because everything they sold was in acronyms. Uh, no joke, uh, everything was, uh, one of them was, uh, was a GFE. I'm like, GFE, like gonorrhea for everyone? I'm like, no, it's a girlfriend experience. And I was like, a girlfriend experience? Like, I had no idea that accepting that coach purse made me the hooker experience. <laughs> no idea at all. And, uh, and then I thought like, well, what is a girlfriend experience like anyway? Like you show up at the door and she's like, where have you been? <laughs> She comes out of the bathroom and, and she's like, do these track marks make me look fat? <laughs> right, Pam? She's like, I knew she had to get a laugh at you. Uh, you know, or like, you know, she's like, I double booked sushi with my mother. You're just so high maintenance. I'm just going to give you a hand job in the car. <laughs> I saw another one of these. I wasn't planning to do this set, but it's coming out just fun. Uh, you guys seem to be liking it. We've talked enough about people being fat. Let's just talk about dicks and whores. So, um... <laughs> So yeah, so another one of the um, the acronyms that I saw you guys was, was called a CBJ, and I, I read it. I looked it up. It's like covered blowjob, and I'm like, oh, so Aflac has a policy for this, and if you're not happy, they give you an RIM job instead. You know, covered. Yeah, okay. But then I realized, no, this is like a blowjob with a condom on. You guys know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had one of those? <laughs> No. Did you did you pay for it? Or did all did, your, did all your buddies pay for it? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I read that and I was like, wow, you paid for a covered blowjob? I'm like, that just doesn't seem like a very good value. It seems like like you know, it's like going to Harvard but being in the continuing education program, or 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 taking a honeymoon in Cleveland. I mean, that really is. It's, it's supposed to be a honeymoon, but you're in fucking Cleveland. So why'd you pay for it? Uh, she didn't like that. You didn't like that one? 
Yeah, no, and this was a long time ago for me, guys. Really, really long time ago. So it, 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 it turned out into being a bunch of uh, really funny jokes. Um, let's see, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, hooker lovers, that was that guy. We called him hooker. I called him hooker lover, an asshole. Asshole or hooker, depended on the day. Depending on the day. But you know what's funny? is I became an expert after looking at this because I could see how much all of these um, things cost. And I was like, I, I totally figured out like how much they charge for each each item. And I was like, oh my God, my rent in San Francisco is like a total bargain. It's like three GFEs and one CBJ. <laughs> so great, like a, like, a, like a Ferrari drives by. I'm like, how many pieces buys that? I couldn't help myself. Um, and I thought, oh my God, you know, it would be so awesome. And I'm inspired by Maria's story. Um, I'm gonna tell a story. I would be so awesome if I could make that kind of money. I was like, that would be awesome. But I don't really wanna, you know. I'm more like dinner and drinks, like dinner and drinks, but I'm not going to, I just can't do it. But, but I thought about, I'm like, you know what I could do? I could be a dominatrix. Yeah. Like I know how to torture people. I work in an office. I totally know how to torture people. And I, I thought I can totally do this. I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get, find that guy and I'm, I'm this customer and I'm not going to call him slave. I'm going to call him temp. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to make temp show up between 6 and 8 in the morning because, you know, mornings just suck. And I guide him to a very gray cubicle, you know, with the lights, the fluorescent lights kind of like bzz, make you look like you have jaundice. I'll just, I'll, I'll step him over to an antiquated computer, hand him a jar of jelly bellies and be like, spreadsheet this temp by color and by flavor. And just watch him go in one at a time. And while he's struggling with his, you know, silly Excel program that can't move and the mouse that can't do anything. And you, you guys know, you guys have been at work, right? It's pure fucking suffering. Let's just be honest when you've got technology that's not working. And then I, you know, fake, play a fake party in the room. You can't go yet, temp. You're not done yet, temp. You hear bottles of champagne opening. You can't do any of it. What makes you think that's teal, temp? You're too stupid for this job. <laughs> and I just walk him into another room and be like, see that IKEA desk, La Paloma? Build it. <laughs> yeah, there's three screws missing. Yeah, I'm not doing you any favors. I think I would be a fantastic dominatrix. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, think I should hire a bunch of temps and like test out the theory. You, what do you guys think? I mean, who doesn't feel like work? Has you, have you ever built an Ikea piece of furniture ever? Like just the directions alone are like fucking hell, right? Yeah, I think we should torture the world with that. Yeah, uh, I just wanna tell you one more thing just to be back on the topic of, of being obsessed with my body like everybody else's. Um, and I did, I recently lost some weight and uh, I now, I used to have a really nice butt and now where my butt was really nice is just an extra butt underneath my butt. And so I have like a dimple butt, like a double butt. It, it only happens when you're old. Uh, so there's a downside to getting skinny, you know. Um, but I, I, was, I, I get online and I'm like trying to find all these beauty things and always looking for different ways to look sexy. And I came across actually a really cool drug, this pharmaceutical company. Um, invented a drug that actually treats the over curvature of a penis. What? Yeah, did you guys know that? I'm like, crooked dick. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a euphemism for Harvey Weinstein, you guys. 
but it's just real it's a real thing it's a real thing like you know like t- uh tissues get stuck together so they start over curving and uh and it turns out and it turns out this this drug that was invented for men actually also has benefits for women uh they learned that when injected into the asses of women this drug actually cures cellulite you guys it really does true story yeah, I know. I was like, sign me up. I was, I was all over it. I was like, get me in this clinical study. I don't care where I have to fly. I'm doing it. I don't want any more dimples. And, uh, and what did I say about assholes earlier? Uh, and they pucker. Yeah, I want, I don't want to, I, I, yeah, I have a, 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 a fat, um, puckering asshole. And when I watch porn, I get upset because they, they all have tiny, you know, cute perky assholes anyway I, I don't like how porn can actually make you ashamed of your ass anyway and your asshole specifically like nobody looks at it but if you watch porn you go god damn it I have the ugliest asshole on earth anyway uh, that was just an aside you guys but I just want to tell you so this drug I was totally into it but I because it was invented for men it, it had some side effects for women yeah one of them was uh, you know no sense of direction <laughs> and uh, and the other one was a higher paycheck so I'm still signing up because uh, I still now I have OK Google to take me everywhere, right? And and Uber. All right, you guys. I've been Natalie Fauzi. Thank you very much. <laughs> Natalie Fauzi and her puckered asshole. Yay! I feel I I always as a child I was a I was a ballerina as a child, and uh, I had a really mean teacher, and I was I was kind of a chubby child and she would take her little ruler and she would smack my ass and she'd, she'd be like show me the ding- dimples in your little fat ass <laughs> like, because if you if you puck it's the way that you do your turn she was just trying to help me be a better ballerina it's okay it's okay actually when I was 12 I had my first trans moment I was kind of a the stocky little girl I was a mediocre girl ballerina but I wanted to be a professional ballerina so my only trans moment when I was 12 I was like let me play the boys' parts. <laughs> like, all the boys are just such, they were, like, worse than mediocre ballerinas. Like, they had sickled feet, and they couldn't even do a double turn. I was like, just let me play the boys' part. <laughs> I'll be accepted finally for the size that I am. Anyways, I, we can look, anyways. I, I, I applaud Mo, that cunty bitch, when I was a child, because I think that when, you, when you're a ballerina for 23 years, then you're 44, and you're like, oh, look, I'm still the same size. So thanks, Mo. I hope she's dead. She was so mean. <laughs> She was so awful to me. She'd hit me in the ass all the time. Come on, little fatty. Show me the dimples in your ass. Oh, I was 10. Your next comedian. I'm trying to make the show be like therapy for me and sort of funny for you. So it might not always be funny for you, but it's still going to be therapy for me. So I'm going to feel really good about it and listen back and be like, I've worked through my issues. I feel so much better about my body image. Your next comedian. I'm so excited. He's so, so funny. You guys are going to love him. Put your heads together for Kay Chang. Oh my goodness, thank you. There is, was there really a, a, a cure for a curved penis? Oh my God. My dick leans further to the left than Bernie Sanders, y'all. That's, if you're not laughing, that's because you love Trump. That's the, uh, this is cool. Pam dressed up as a cheerleader today for you, for you. Give it up for Pam for dressing up. Just for you. This is just like that episode of Friends when Rachel uh, dressed up like a cheerleader. Uh, not because Pam is Rachel, but because it's all white people in here. That's why it's like Friends. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck me. 
<laughs> you're like there was like one black woman in season nine the, like nine years in new york city they finally found somebody black in that yeah okay anyways uh this is cool this is cool i'm a skinny dude i'm so skinny if i had sex with a woman as skinny as i am we might start a fire this whole set is just me talking about how insecure I am. Uh, I got a long ass leg, look, neck. Look at this long ass neck. Look at that. Uh, my, like my dating profile says I'm 5'10", but that's like 30% neck. All right. Uh, I have been told, though, that I have a nice smile. See? Yeah, yeah. Unless I turn my head, then I look creepy. Watch this. Watch this. And now you're like, well, why don't you just turn your head faster? You won't look as creepy. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> Can't help it. I'm still creepy looking. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I got, I got a dating app. I, everybody's doing the online dating. Everybody's using the OkCupid and the Tinder. I'm old-fashioned. You know what I use? Good old Craigslist. Yes. <laughs> what? Say that again? What? That is so. Oh my God! That means this joke is outdated. Should I fucking still do this joke? Wow! That was the best heckle I've ever had in my fucking. I wish this would turn into like some great comedian story where I destroyed a heckler, but she just like factually corrected me. <laughs> Damn, okay. All right, have a good night, y'all. That was uh, <laughs> All right, all right. I'll do the fucking bit, I guess. Uh, I use Craigslist because I need a girlfriend and you need a futon. Hi, I'm here about the futon, sure thing, but first, I made dinner, or I got this gift card to Olive Garden, and it's got seven bucks left on it. That joke would have been so good if you hadn't fucking <laughs> actually corrected me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't use the, the Craigslist. I've been uh, frequenting my local library. It's, uh, it's what I do for women, because librarians are super sexy. Oh, my God. I got this fantasy where I'm at the library, and uh-oh, uh -huh, my books are overdue. <laughs> How am I supposed to pay these late fees? Mm. And we'll be getting it on right in the middle of the reference section, and she'll be like, oh. Uh, and I'll be like, shh. <laughs> the joke wasn't directed at you. You just happened to be sitting right there as I was finishing the joke. And you happened to look like a sexy librarian. But that's not what I was going for, guys. I picked you for that joke, even though there was two other women wearing glasses. You just <laughs> you got that librarian vibe. Uh, the reference section is the sexiest section. A lot of people will tell you it's an adult nonfiction. Not true. That's where you want to go if you want to get your freak on, right? But if you want to really want to make love Titanic style, you go to the reference section. Trust me, I've done the research. Where did I do the research? On Google. Where else do, where else do you do research? Come on, y'all. 
Uh, so I'm a, I'm a skinny dude, but I'm not unhealthy. I'm in fantastic shape. If I took my shirt off right now, you'd be like, whoa, this dude is cut like fresh grass. Oh my God. He is cut like taxes for the wealthiest 1%. Oh my. <laughs> Maybe San Francisco is not the best place to do a one percenter joke. There's <laughs> a couple one percenters in here. <laughs> one more. This dude's abs are like the earth. Flat. <laughs> All right. Got some flat earthers here. Hell yeah, this is my audience right here. <laughs> oh, I will take off an article of clothing for every laugh that I get. That's what I'll... Uh, oh, that counts. No, no I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not stripping here. Uh, uh, once you get in shape, like, you always look for an excuse to take off your shirt. Like, dang, it is warm in here. I need to take my shirt off. <laughs> Shit, oh, I spilled a drink on myself. I need to take my shirt off. Oh shit, is it Kwanzaa? I need to take my shirt off. If you're not laughing at that joke, you're racist. That's uh, how it works. Uh, I was uh, not always this handsome pile of man you see before you. Uh, thank you. Uh, I was I was a very ugly teenager. I was a skinny kid, skinny Asian kid with very long hair. I had hair way down to here and as poofy as an afro. I looked like it looked like a, a lemon lollipop that fell on a barber shop floor. That's that's my grossest joke right there. That's a uh, uh, but it was okay. It was okay. I, I didn't mind. You know, it was like. I was an ugly kid, and, and now I'm a be little bit better looking. I realize that it doesn't... Handsome men can do the bare minimum and get credit for it. Like, if a handsome dude posts a picture of their nephew, girls will go, oh, my God, he is so great with kids. What a role model. If you were an ugly dude, you got to save an orphan from a building, like a burning building. Even then, women will be like... Why is he touching a kid? That's hella creepy, right? Everybody's wondering, like, how come we're just now mad at R. Kelly 20 years later? Uh, because he's balding and doesn't have abs anymore. That's it, guys. I'm just saying, justice is coming for Chris Brown in like 20 years, okay? Just wait, Chris Brown. <laughs> It's just, and I, by, by the way, like men are shallow too. Don't get me wrong. Like if I was a pretty woman, I wouldn't even learn how to read. I would just have men buy me shit. Like we're really dumb. Like we're really dumb. But women are shallow in that they don't know that they're shallow. They'll lie to themselves. Like a hot guy will... Say like a hot guy knows a lot about you, well then, he's sweet. But if an ugly dude knows a lot about you, he's a stalker, right? If a hot guy uh, is an asshole, then he's a badass. If an ugly guy is an asshole, well, he's just an asshole. Uh, I don't have a punchline here. Now I'm just ranting. This is just, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, all right, I'm done talking about my uh, body issues. Let's talk about some other people's issues. Uh, I have a girlfriend, the dating app jokes I wrote when I was single I, I was funnier when I was single what can I say guys it's just this is how it is uh, love will really kill your comedy career so anyways my girlfriend uh, she has eczema she's very allergic to shrimp here's the problem 
shrimp is delicious. Uh, I love shrimp. And so if she eats shrimp, she gets a rash. And I know this. Uh, and I don't want her to get a rash. But I ain't about to tell her what to do with her body. I'm not Congress. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But I also know that if she eats shrimp, then she's not going to want to have sex later because a woman needs to feel sexy in order to have sex. Men don't need to feel. We don't need to feel. That's we're just. <laughs> we're good. If I was in a coma, I'm still down, you know? <laughs> like, bring it on. Uh, so, yeah, I have a girlfriend. We did not meet at the library on a dating app. It was actually a Southwest flight. Yes, I was in Group C. Some of y'all know. Yeah, see, exactly. Some of y'all know what that means already. Uh, group C means three things. One, uh, I waited till the last second to check in. Two, I'm probably getting a middle seat. Three, I do not have my life together. <laughs> Group A people got their lives together, right? Group A people know what the word fiduciary means. <laughs> Group C people laugh when we hear the phrase penal code. <laughs> All right, got some Group C people here, hell yeah. <laughs> a... Group A people eat fancy foods. They eat charcuterie and caviar and vegetables. <laughs> Group C people have a favorite flavor of Hot Pockets. <laughs> Group A people got a 401k and a retirement plan. Group C people are paying off student loans for a degree we did not finish. <laughs> okay, the last joke hit close to home for some of y'all. <laughs> Suddenly got quiet. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she, I was. Uh, she was. She's a Group A person, right? She got the window seat. I was in Group C, so I got the middle seat next to her. She knows I'm Group C. Like I'm not hiding anything right here. Like she knows I don't have my shit together. Uh, but here's what I did. Here's my line. And by the way, it's a lot of pressure to fucking hit on somebody when there's another person to your left of you. Like okay. <laughs> Like, and if I get shot down, like, this is, it's a four-hour flight to Albuquerque, okay? I cannot <laughs> enter New Mexico on a note of rejection. So, I got to make it tight, right? So, what I did was I looked at her bag, and I said, oh, you pack light. She just had a purse. She's like, no, actually, uh, I, I, I brought some luggage with me to carry on. Do you have any baggage? And I, in my head, I'm like, I have so much baggage. <laughs> <laughs> But instead, what I did was uh, I opened up my backpack and I showed her the 10 pounds of stir fry that my mom had packed for me. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Asian kids and Jewish kids get this joke. And if you are an Asian Jew, you have snacks on you right now. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah then i uh, i asked her out and uh we 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 went out and not to lunch because obviously my mom packed a lunch for me so <laughs> uh it's it's been going well we're about to celebrate two years this month thank you uh i'm gonna boyfriend the shit out of her you guys don't know i'm i'm gonna fuck that shit up right i'm gonna romance i'm, I'm romantic as a motherfucker you don't know man uh i don't have anything planned not really <laughs> if you have ideas this is really why I'm doing this show, is because I am out of ideas. Uh, we went and saw Beyonce last September. Yeah, well, like, at a concert, not like we didn't meet and... Yeah. I, I just feel like I should be good for, like, the next five years. Do I have to do anything? All right. <laughs> good. Uh, we're, we're boring. We're a boring couple, and... By the way, like that's not a bad thing. I like being boring. We bought uh, a dehumidifier, and oh my God, I have never felt closer to another human being than when I am emptying out this dehumidifier. It is just, there's so much water, and we pour it into the sink, and it looks like that, like the fucking waterfall in Jurassic Park. It's just beautiful. Okay, I guess you guys like moisture. Okay, this is... <laughs> A moisture crowd. I see how it is. Um, <clears throat> how long do you want me to go? Keep going? Or? Oh, really? Fuck, this is my Netflix special. You guys are just... <laughs> oh, shit. Too bad, I just bumped you. This is... Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, I'll just start over. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Of course, she will be standing to the left, to the left, when we <laughs> hold hands. All right, I'm going to try to, we're going to take a step back from all this. Uh, this is my idea for a Beyonce-themed vegetarian restaurant. Menu items include all the single lentils, <coughs> tofu the left, and say my grain. There you go. Uh, let's just all agree that Destiny's Child songs are basically Beyonce songs, aren't they? They should have just called that group Beyonce and her summer interns. Oh, this, this comes with a bonus joke. And to drink, we will be serving lemonade. There you go. You're grown to make me stronger, okay? If you don't like puns, you're gonna hate the rest of this set, just so y'all know. Uh, okay, how am I gonna close this one out, folks? Uh, I do have, I, 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 first off, I'm, I'm 33 years old. Uh, I know I look young. I could pass as a Pokemon trainer. I get that, <laughs> guys. Uh, I still get pimples, too. Oh my God, my face is so oily, the US wants to invade it. That's how. Uh, Okay. This is a Trump crowd. Jesus. Uh, I do. Here's how I want to end it. Is one celebrating Pam's dope ass socks. Uh, but we lost somebody very, very near and dear to us. I'm a nerd. Uh, I like comic books and video games. I don't, I don't even need to say that. Y'all can just look at me and be like, yeah, this dude likes comic books and video games. Uh, but yesterday, Peter Mayhew, the actor who played Chewbacca, died. Uh, so I just, instead of a moment of silence, let's just all take a moment of Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Uh, not all of you can roll your R's. That's just what I 
learned in that bit, it is mostly white people in here. So uh, we'll take that one. Uh, Pam did a, a really, I don't, you guys came in, you didn't see her stretch. It was really cool. Like a, the leg stretch thing. I'm not going to try it, but I'm going to try to, I'm going to show off my yoga pose. This is a, this is a, a great thing to do for radio is a yoga pose. Here we go. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. Yay! Hey, everyone. That was amazing. I learned how to do that as a kid, but I thought it was gymnastics. I didn't know it was yoga. That was crazy. That was awesome. You're still old. You can do it. Here, I'll show you my trick. This is the thing. So I know that I'm old when three things happen. One, I don't fit into my cheerleading costumes anymore. That means I'm old, number one, because this is from 1991, and it's, you know, okay, I'm 44. Two, I can still do this. Let's see if I can. I'm going to use this as a little balance. Look at my pubic hair, too, while I do it. Okay. okay. So I can do that too, and I can also do cartwheels and handstands. So I can do four things, yay! But whenever I can't do those things, I'm like, I'm old, uh-oh. So I hope that I'm like 70 and I'm still doing cart cartwheels and handstands, and small children are confused everywhere. <laughs> you just have to keep, the, the one thing that's gonna make you old, you have to stay flexible, honestly. All the old people die because they break their hips, they fall down because they're not flexible anymore, and then they trip and fall. Just, you young people, you don't even know, just keep stretching, flossing and stretching. Flossing and stretching are gonna save you. Seriously, flossing and stretching. It's like the weirdest, no one's gonna make you floss, but like you really have to floss. <laughs> Although when the apocalypse happens, I'm really excited because I'm gonna take all the leftover floss that no one used and I'm gonna make it into tiny nooses and I'm gonna trap all the pigeons because pigeon is just another word for squab and the French eat squab and the Egyptians eat squab and I'm gonna have tons of squab. I'm gonna be living large in the apocalypse. I'm gonna be murdering squabs, boom. Everyone's be like, Oh, we want one of your squad. I'm like, yeah, we go to the fig tree and we stuff it with figs and we roast it over an open fire. Yes, we're going to be okay in the apocalypse, everyone, because I was a Girl Scout, too. I wasn't just a cheerleader. Your last comedian of the night. What a pleasure. I actually don't know her very well, but you com she, she contacted me because she was like, yeah, like body issues. Let's fucking do it. And I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Chloe Matonis. <laughs> Give it up for Pam and her cool skirt. Yeah. And let's give it up for you guys for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, rule of threes, one more. Let's give it up for this beautiful avocado. Yeah. This was not planned. I bought too much produce this week, and I'm leaving town tomorrow for a week, and this became ripe today. Um, does someone want a perfect avocado? I do. <laughs> All right, here. Um, it just we'll put it we'll put it there. All hail the avocado. Cool guys, yeah. cool. Um, Pam, thank you for the PSA about flossing. Uh, I had a boyfriend in college. Uh, he didn't brush his teeth a lot, and I, I asked him. I was like, "Did, did you brush your teeth today?" And he's like, "Nah, but I ate yogurt, so that that counts, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, it's time for us to break up." <laughs> it was two years into the relationship when I realized he thought yogurt was equivalent to toothpaste. I whatever. Okay. Um, anyway, hey guys. So uh, yeah, I taught, contacted uh, Pam, excuse me, about uh, a month ago about this uh, show because uh, this is something that's very near and dear to me. I've been working through some body issue stuff for like the past decade, I guess. Most of my life, you know, that's how, how it goes. Um, yeah, 
So I am a little about me. I am a middle child, which means my parents love me a medium amount. Uh, and that was not enough. Um, yes, yeah, so they love me. Um, so start, let's start there. Um, it's a medium amount. If you're in Starbucks, that's a venti uh, with, with steamed almond milk because I'm hot and I'm vegan. So kapow. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I am a middle child, and I think I'm in a constant roast battle with my parents. Uh, they are winning. Yeah. I recently, when I was younger, I was kind of weird looking and generally carsick. I was always carsick for some reason. Uh, and I wanted to prove this to someone, so I texted my dad. I was like, can you send me a photo uh, for my awkward phase? And he texted me back a picture from Christmas last year. I was like, I was like, Dad, what? Yeah, yeah, what a dick. Um, I have a theory that my parents bullied me. I think they tag-teamed it growing up. Uh, my mom cut my hair really short. She told me it was most suitable for my, as she lovingly put it, bowling ball-shaped head. <laughs> and then my dad uh, got me to play basketball in an all-boys basketball league for five years, ages 8 to 13, yeah. Um, yeah, whew. I was taller than all the boys because I hit puberty first, uh, so that was a bonus. I was the power forward. He nicknamed me White Chocolate Thunder. I averaged probably uh, four. There's a stand. I averaged probably four points a season, you guys. Now here's the real kicker, though. I was good. I was enthusiastic, and uh, he thought he taught me how to set picks. You know, so I would set picks like this. Um, but I didn't know that this was to like protect the balls that I didn't have. Uh, and I, once again, I was the only girl, and I had really short hair. Um, and I just, it was really, I think it kind of fucked with my head a little, you know, being on the brink of puberty and getting crushes on these boys that thought I was a boy. Uh, and I think that's where things got a little weird. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I so so I was always carsick growing up for some reason. I was really nauseous, and I think I developed bulimia later on, and I think it was kind of a smooth transition. Um, I, I was thinking about after you contact you posted about the show. I was thinking about it. I was like, why did I get some issues? And I was like, it just kind of, yeah. There, it just it was it was I was like, oh, close throwing up again. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so my parents my parents are dicks. Um, my mom is very wise, though. She uh, gave me good advice. She told me to uh, treat men like Baskin-Robbins ice cream flavors. Have you guys heard this? You have to try all 31 flavors before you commit to buying a cone. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she was like, oh, date a lot. You know, try every flavor of ice cream, but just don't get fat because then the ice cream won't want to fuck you. <laughs> it's like, cool, mom. Okay, mixed messages here. Mixed messages. Uh, power forward. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, so I've been working through some body stuff, um, and I've always been really into, like, dieting. I've been trying different diets my whole life, you know, because body issues never really go away, I think. You just kind of learn to cope with them in different ways. I don't know if anyone here is that's relatable to anyone, but, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to try being keto now, and... <laughs> I'm going to be vegan and whatever. Um, where's I going with this? I'm doing a diet right now, actually. Uh, it's this weird diet. It's like vegan keto. I'm basically only eating nuts and seeds, but I, own, but I eat as many nuts as I want to, and I eat as much seed as I want to. And you guys, it's not working. Yeah, she got it. <laughs> Kapow. <laughs> Someone once told me, they're like, Chloe, you can't be vegetarian because sucking dick still counts as eating meat. 
And I was like, not white meat. <laughs> I was like, white meat does not count. That's it. That's the punchline. Um, yeah, anyway, so I'm on this new diet. Uh, I am vegan, though. I'm actually vegan. I was raised uh, pretty much vegetarian. Um, now I'm vegan. I'm just gonna say it one more time. I'm vegan, guys. <laughs> Those are the rule. Their rules of vegan club. First rule: one, we exist. Second rule of vegan club: you gotta talk about it. Always gotta talk about it. And the third rule of vegan club is if no one sees you eat it, it doesn't count. <laughs> Thank you. My roommates hate that one. They'll be like, Chloe, did you eat my leftover meatball sub? And I'm like, nah, nuts and seeds. Check my Instagram. I've been posting this shit everywhere. <laughs> I love it. Just wolf it down. I love peanut butter. Does anyone else eat peanut like? It's, yeah, I got a thumbs up from Dan in the back. Um, yeah, it's a very love-hate relationship. I have no joke here. It's just I, I love peanut butter. I don't know what to say. Okay, cool. Um, my grandmother is very wise. She's very into health food. Uh, she always tells me when she hangs up the phone, like this is her sign out, is, now remember, Chloe, keep your morals high and your junk food low. And I'm like, get high and drop it low. You got it, Grandma. Boop. She's like, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> um, I do follow her advice, though. I am very healthy. I am very healthy. I also smoke a lot of weed, you guys. Yeah, where's that bong at? Just kidding. Um, well, it's over there. We'll, we'll work it out later. We'll see you later. I'll see you after the show. Um, but it, it's a weird combo, you know, because I get high and I get the munchies, and then I eat things like barrels of apples, and like I wake up with jars of almond butter like on my hands. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> Uh, I eat blocks of cold tofu. It's weird, you guys. It's weird. It's just relatable. Uh, yeah, it's it's um it's just squishy. It's nice. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess my body is a temple, and my mind is like the NASA space center. You know. You know, like it's far away we don't know what's going on up there and it could be shut down any day now <laughs> um i'm also really into exercise you guys i love exercise i think running is really great anyone else here run nope. okay cool oh we got some claps okay well everyone exercise yeah let's do that i don't know what to do okay uh yeah i love running i love running i'm trying to get my boyfriend to uh run with me more uh he's he's he likes it he just doesn't um he has a problem with wearing the leash you know <laughs> so we were just trying to we're working on that we're working on that it's gotta be a he's gonna be a good boy <laughs> Um, my sister is a uh, is a long distance runner, and I kind of got into long distance running uh, from because of her as well. She was my coat, my captain growing up for cross country, um, and I don't I don't get why we enjoy it or do. I feel like I have to almost like why like there's must be something there's something in there that makes you feel like you just have to run for miles. I don't know, like, what's she running from? What am I running from? I don't know, once again, no punchline, but looking for answers? <laughs> Please, <laughs> what am I running from? <laughs> Peanut butter, okay. Um, yeah, a lot of people think that I, talking about body image stuff, how people see you, uh, I think a lot of people think that I'm too blonde to be smart. I think those people might be onto something. <laughs> I have a really bad habit of hopping onto buses without checking where they're going. <laughs> Anyone else do that? No. Okay. Um, yeah. Sometimes I feel, sometimes I feel like a feminist Barbie, you know, that uh, got discontinued because no, 
because no one was buying it. <laughs> I treat myself like that too. You know, I have a lot of outfit changes throughout the day. You know, I'm like, I'm a working lady now. Take me seriously. And then I put on my yoga clothes. I'm like, I'm at the gym now. Take me seriously. And then I do comedy at night, and I'm like, I'm a comedy lady. Laugh at me. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, thank you, Christina. <laughs> Christina actually knew me growing up. I was always cars. I was always throwing up, right? It's all <laughs> it was bad. We got serious. We like, no, Chloe's just barfing again. And then it was like, Chloe's 14. Oh, this is so <laughs> okay, jokes. Okay, whew. Um, yeah, anyway, exercise is important. I love it when people say they want to get into... Sh Thanks, Christina. I love it when people say they want to get into... Let's ignore that. We'll... <laughs> We'll, we'll run away from that later. Um, I gotta go run, guys. Um, just start stretching. When, I love when people say they want to get in shape. They tell me, they're like, I want to really get into shape. I go, oh, cool. What shape do you want to be? I want to be triangle-shaped, you know, because then I'll look like the girl in the bathroom sign, and people will finally want to come inside of me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, I'll, uh, yeah, all right. Some self-deprecating jokes. Some, we're working through things, whatever. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. I don't want you to worry about me. You know, I'm a modern woman. I'm a feminist. I'm healthy. I'm figuring it out. Uh, I'm going to start my own business someday. You know, I just need some seed money. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to start my own business. It's going to be a self-driving car business, you guys. It's going to be really good. Because uh, I recently realized any car is a self-driving car if you tie a brick to the gas pedal. Uh, much like myself, I don't know where it's going, but it's going there fast and recklessly. And that's it. I'm Chloe Matonis. Thanks so much. Yay! Keep your hands clapping. You guys, clap your hands for all the comedians you saw tonight. Clap your hands for yourself. Say, yay us. Yay you. I don't know any of you people. It's amazing that you're here. Thank you for whoever you're supporting or however you figured out this place exists. Please make sure you join in our Instagram, Mutiny Radio SF. Like, follow us and tell your friends that we exist. And we're so cool, right? Yay. So um, I've got, um, we're going to, this is going to be in, but I have a bunch of pot food and we can bring the bong out so if anybody wants to like smoke and be cool we got that we're just chilling I mean, we can tell jokes for each other or whatever and I'll, I'll leave I'll leave you guys with this last joke um, just because we've been so like body positive I want to be really body positive to the men who are uncircumcised all right because I I have a fet I it's not a fetish it's a fantasy about taking an uncircumcised dick and pulling it up and then pulling the foreskin up over the dick and then put whiskey in the foreskin Right? I want whiskey dick for real. Okay? Thank you. Can I finally get what I want? It's twofold. One. <laughs> One, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross and you have to clean out all that schmegma. You know what I'm saying? And you just alcohol cleans out the schmegma. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yay. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Yay.
jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Show 
Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> know anything about it sorry all on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um yes you can also find us on social media m as in mary l as in larry p as in peter podcast mov podcast is our handle Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Or 9 
It's that time of year again, March 1st through 5th. It's time for the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, five days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, five days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience. Hey, pig.
dead, don't you? All I know is the letter says she'll be alive until 3 a.m. Cast. My CD isn't playing. We're having technical difficulties here already. Hey, it's uh, Wednesday. It's that time. Time when. Why won't it play? What's going on? Uh, crazy. It's spinning. It's crazy. Letting you guys behind the curtain here of the AltaCast. Japanese dolphins. Uh, that is Kope, always behind us, the Japanese Bjork. So, if anyone was listening last week, we were just all over the map. Uh, Steve Poggi, literally all over the map. And uh, 
talking about situations. And anyways, hey, the good news is I got my phone back. <laughs> if you guys heard about all that uh, last night, we went out to karaoke again. You know, I gotta stop doing the dance break. They say that an addiction is when a behavior that you're doing gets in the way of you living the rest of your life. And I might be addicted to karaoke. It might be a problem. And I don't know if it's that I'm addicted to the karaoke or the dance break. You see, I should not dance anymore. I am too old. And every time I get on stage and I start doing the dance break, I hurt myself that I, uh, my tushy hurts from my Mexico karaoke fiasco. And, uh, I hurt myself again last night singing the reflex by Duran Duran. Sadly, my regular karaoke guy wasn't there. And so no live band backing there, but, uh, whoever took his place did a fine job. And so did I. And again, uh, a lot of comedy last night, a lot of fun. Hit Tope, Grant and Green, OMG first, and then, and then I did karaoke. It's a problem. <laughs> or a solution, I'm not sure. Uh, but it's not, alcohol isn't the problem. I'm telling you, karaoke is the problem. Well, everybody, what is the problem? With you and with us, what I mean by that is the U.S. What is going on? I, I didn't pay attention at all this week because uh, I can't. I just can't even, you know. I But I did um, pay my taxes, so that was great. It wasn't as scary and difficult as I thought. The tax hawk made very easy. And, uh, I mean, it was... It wasn't as scary. I'm I'm happy that I could. David Zunzu Kersher running the ones and twos. He's a champion. Yay, yay, you. But light. We need to light some pot in here. We need to get some fucking marijuana incense, lighten it up, helping us out. Wow, you're it's deep. <laughs> I feel like I know you so much better after those. Yeah. Woo! It's eight o'clock. It's Mutiny Radio. Uh, here we are at the beginning of Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. The throngs of people coming. That's how we do. We all at the beginning. I always, I like the word throngs. It sounds like, it sounds like thongs, but more Game of Thronesy. Like you know, some throngs of people coming to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, but they are listening online, and it will be amazing. I put toilet paper in the bathroom tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Um, hey, Emily Van Dyke is here. You're pregnant. I was like, I was like, I'm so glad about tonight's show. She was like, I need to get out of there by 8:30 because Mama's got to eat. And I was like, Of course you do. You're pregnant. Anything you want. And I was like, Oh, my friends are coming anyways. Well, I'll put you up early, and then I'll just do 25 minutes at the end. It'll be great. And you'll be like, you'll be like, ah, I'm out of here. I gotta. Have my... And so it's you're like. Mmm. What? Okay, so I had a terrible, tragic karaoke accident where I accidentally fell into the splits in like a dance break during separate ways. And I feel like that's what like being pregnant over 35 is like. It's like, is it like, what am I? Is this? Wow. 
Am I a dick? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm 44. I'm never having a baby. Like anything. I can't wait till I go through menopause. I want to get this great tattoo like on my uterus to commemorate its non-use and I want to get like I want to get a skeleton baby kitten I want to get a kitten I want to have a skeleton baby kitten curled up like by like where my uterus is like all like meow like with his little that's so funny there'd be no ears though they'd have to be like ghost ears because that's cartilage and then obviously a skeleton kitten just gonna put it right there. Anybody else want to birth kittens? No. Do you hope that you have a kitten? You, do you? Did they ask you? Well, but you were like, do you know if it's a boy or a girl? It's a girl. You know, that's great. Thank God. Yeah, right. Cause boys, oh my God, jam hands. They smell weird. So gross. So gross. I had to bathe a child today. We we just got off the bus and we got back to his house and I was like, he's four and I was like, uh, before we do anything. We need to wash her hands. He's like, no, we don't. I'm like, yeah, we do. And he says, why do you... Be? I was like, okay, not only we're on the carousel, when you smelled the metal and when like, this smells weird, like metal. And I'm like, yeah, and your hands are on it. Then we're on a bus and you're touching things. I don't know what's on the... Tw- the, the what we were on the nine. What is that liquid on the nine? Like, can anybody tell me? Is it urine? Maybe. I don't know. If it, it wasn't a fifth grader, I couldn't do a science fair project. With, I couldn't like do like let's get some trifold stuff and litmus paper and find out if you can get chlamydia from the 22. We were not doing that. It oh my god, petri dishes. Oh, we don't want it. I mean, how much feces is in this bathroom? We don't want to find out. Don't give me a petri dish. I brought children here the other day too. <laughs> they walked in the door and they no, they walked in the door and they're like, Nanny Pammy, it smells funny in here. <laughs> It's like hippies smell funny. It's all their fault. It's the, hippies smell weird. I don't know what to tell you. There's 55 people that walk through here, and some of them are old. <laughs> they, I'm, they're like, mm-hmm. anybody else love weed? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> yeah, you ever get so high you forget how your own shower works? <laughs> Does that happen to you? You forget how your shower works. You're like, it's like Airbnb being in your own home. It's like, ah. Water is so hot. Meow. <laughs> Sorry, that I love. But I, what? Union is that what cats do? Do they get? Meow. Well, it's the one-arm bowing. I'm down with that. Yeah, we need to just do this. But you can't smoke pot when your hand is moving this much. Like you just, you gotta hold the pot with, like you got you got the fire. I mean, maybe if it was like a match, but then this action would actually put the match out. So it's probably pretty. Although I do believe in bowing to our alien overlords, the cat with one paw. Everybody, mmm. That 17 million a billion? How many Asians are there? They can't be wrong. They, they bow to the cat. No one else was that racist. I can't tell. I'm the accidental racist. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't. If you say Asian, it usually means you're racist. I I don't I don't understand. You guys are like, a, uh, it's a small audience, but not because you're small. Well, you are small. I just came back from Little Rock, Arkansas, and. Uh, they are a large audience. Like, you think you're, they're twice the size of the audience here in California because they're literally like taking up two seats. They are twice. It was like they were big. 
people. I've never felt so pretty. Seriously. I'm a San Francisco six and I'm an Arkansas 11. Like, I'm 44, do the math. They are fat, they are big people. There literally were people taking up two seats. And I was like, wow. And one of my opening jokes was about something they call breakfast gravy. But I know they have a thing in Arkansas. They have three types of gravy. They have seven types of gravy, actually. But they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner gravy. And breakfast gravy is a thick, maple chocolate gravy. <laughs> that you put on oatmeal and french toast and waffles pancakes cereals tits absolutely bacon you dip your bacon in it like churros con chocolate like fatty fat style it's so arkansas is beautiful they are so i feel like we've been getting i mean if petroleum is oil and fat is oil why can't we just give all the people in arkansas liposuction and then put it in our cars is that not like the new like can't we use the but right because like oil is fat is fat is oil like can't we like 33% of our country is morbidly obese and we're not using this energy. Like, I feel guilty that when I walk so much, my backpack makes my shirt ride up. And I'm like, we're not using this energy. My shirt is rising up my back. There is some energy happening here. We are not harnessing it. What are we doing? Woke San Francisco, you're so woke. I opened up a fortune cookie on New Year's Day and it said, blessed is he who makes his companions laugh. San Francisco! Like, you're, you're, we're so PC that we called Black Friday African American Friday, but you're still fucking with your gender pronouns in your fortune cookies? Seriously, women are funny now. It's like 2019, fuck you! Fortune cookies, right? Now they're like, no, they can't be. I'm just saying fortune hashtag fortune cookie jokes <laughs> everyone has a different okay i'm gonna i'm gonna end this tirade uh all right we're gonna sing a song and if you know how it goes sing along with me and if you don't you will figure it out <laughs> m-u-t-i-n-y comedy clubhouse comedy comedy clubhouse. together we will bring our jokes up high 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 <laughs> Are we allowed to smoke around pregnant women? M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You wanna come inside my clubhouse? Yay, yay, yay! I'm very excited. Uh, your first comedian of the night, she is pregnant! Uh, it's, it's a small but understanding audience, I hope. Oh God, I can only, I can't ever imagine. What you're doing, but I, I've always loved you as a comedian. I'm so glad you're here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Emily Van Dyke. Hey, I'm making a kid in here. Um, thank you. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't look that pregnant. I don't think I look, I feel like I look like I could just be like enjoying some serious carbs. 
especially for comedic standards because sometimes i look around at comedy shows and i see like male comedians and i'm like you could be having a baby you know <laughs> like that's a lot of ipa in there or <laughs> or you're 28 weeks along so it's pretty good i'm wearing this scarf because i'm cold and also my nipples are tall so i didn't want to um you know freak you guys out or distract you from the from the amazing things that are coming out of my mouth it's good. Um, I, I, my whole body is the same. Here, I'll give you a little sneak peek. This is, this is how pregnant I am, right? My whole body is the same, except for my nipples ha are someone else's nipples. I'm not sure what's happened. They're like, they were like these like cute pink nipples that I really gotten excited about for, you know, it took me a while to be like, all right, cool nipples, Em. But then um, they like doubled in size and now they're like, they're dark and tall, which I like dark nipples also, but they're like not my nipples. You know, you get accustomed to like your own thing and then all of a sudden you have someone else's thing and you're like all right now I'm just gonna have to adopt these nipples that are clearly not mine you know but I read that uh, that your nipples change so that your baby can find them which I feel like we're not really in that time anymore where <laughs> where babies need to like crawl around in the forest looking for nipples I feel like evolution should get the hint that we're we're mostly just breastfeeding with some sort of pillow comfortably in a rocking chair that has soft light and fucking <laughs> the sounds of crashing waves. So we don't really need to do this with the nipple changing. I'm not sure how long it's going to take for, you know, evolution to get it. But hopefully it's coming soon because I miss those old nipples. It's good though. I'm uh, I'm 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 six months pregnant. I'm five months sober. I feel I feel amazing. Feel very very proud of myself. Um, none of us are actually ready to get the news that they need to be sober like today. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like one day you're partying, the next day it's like now you're done, and you're like, but I I just I just need a little more time. You know, <laughs> I just need to taper off and have like one last hurrah. But you can't do that. You can't find out you're pregnant and then like go buck wild and fucking take a bunch of Molly. You know what I'm saying? And fuck your old boyfriends. You can't do that. You have to you have to be like all right, I'm married, I'm sober, this is my life now, you know, I've got tall nipples, let's just go for it. <laughs> but, I mean, because we're all, we're all just, like, very close to being alcoholics, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I went to the, went to the doctor's office before, they give you that survey that asks you, like, how many drinks per week you have, which makes me feel horrible every time, because it's like, it, you know, it's like one to three, and it's like, who lives that life, fucking Mormons? And then... <laughs> Four to seven, that's the one I always pick because that seems like a normal amount, you know what I'm saying? But it still seems like the doctor's going to be like four to seven, you know? But I don't know. I feel like in one night, I could do four to seven in one night, you know? Um, and most times when we all go out on a Saturday, we have at least three drinks. Otherwise, what are we doing? Why are we even drinking, you know? <laughs> Sometimes we have three drinks in one drink. And then, okay, so let's say, let's say you have a light Saturday. You've had, you know, like, let's say you have a martini because you have class or you have a Long Island because you want to get fucked in the butt. And either one of those is great. <laughs> but that's three drinks right there, you know? And then on Sunday, you're going to have at least one Bloody Mary to take the edge off or two. Now you're up to, now you're up to five. And then you have a bad Tuesday. You've got two glasses of wine. You're almost in the next drink bracket. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're just one more bad day at work away from talking to your doctor about cessation classes. 
So <laughs> finding out that you have to quit like cold turkey, that's like, it's cool and all, but it's not like you're this pregnant. You're just like your regular body. And then it's like something you have to conceptualize. Like there will be a baby in there sometime. And I don't know, but right now it's just cells that I need to treat better than I treat myself. <laughs> Which sucks. <laughs> which sucks, especially when you're doing comedy. Comedy pays a lot of drink tickets, you know? So I, what, like, now I've had to do like only paid shows, so no offense, but you guys have to put at least $1 uh, towards, this, towards this pregnancy. <laughs> but yeah, so now I'm starting to treat myself with respect for the first time ever, feeling great. Um, but my baby takes a lot of credit, I think, for things. Uh, people, are, people are like, you, you know, you look good. Things look good for you. You know, you got you, your hair looks nice. You're, you're glowing or whatever. You got that pregnancy glow. And I'm like, this is not a pregnancy glow. This is me swatting away whiskey cocktails and lines of cocaine at every party. This is me putting in the hard work. This baby is not fucking doing anything except for floating around and fucking, I don't even know what. It seems like a chill existence. Meanwhile, I'm cleaning my house with no Adderall. Fucking boring. <laughs> I've had to switch to podcasts. Ah! That's what sober people do. They just, they switch to podcasts. <laughs> it's so stupid. I don't know. It's cool though. It's cool. I'm, uh, my, my kid is due on March 30th. So that'll be cool. Oh, Aries life. How is it? Hey, I know nuts. I, I think Aries are nuts. Um, they're supposed to be very sexual and very, uh, life of the party, um, and hate waiting. Does it, did I did Did I get it? Okay. That's pretty close. All right. So yeah, that'll be, that'll be cool. I don't know, but it's weird. Sometimes, um, sometimes just, what's up? True, that's, a, that's true. Man, but fuck a Pisces. Are you guys Pisces? Oh, anybody? Did I hurt anybody's feelings? Wow, Pisces are horrible. They are just, they just get in their own way. They can't accomplish anything. There's so many excuses. They're so slippery. Uh, but then so intuitive. You're like, why do I like talking to you so much and you do so little, you know? It's just, it's challenging. I, um, I got married six months ago, so I got married and pregnant in the same week. So that was, that was not planned. Um, I mean, the wedding was planned, but the pregnancy was not planned, which was weird because it's weird getting um, accidentally pregnant at 35. That is not the right age. I was supposed to get accidentally pregnant at 16 uh, when my mom was telling me it was okay and she would just raise it until I was ready to be a mom. <laughs> But now I'm accidentally pregnant at 35. I didn't even know I could get pregnant. I've never even had any, like, I've never even been pregnant before. I just, I, it turns out I've just been running a really tight game this entire time. <laughs> I'm well suited for management because I've been micromanaging men's orgasms for the past 18 years. So... <laughs> And all my friends are, all my friends are, you know, um, I have, like, I have friends in both camps. So, like, I don't want to have kids. I just want to have my own money camp, which I like. And then I've got the, I've got the friends who are, like, either trying to have, most of my friends are trying to have kids, which seems like a laborious way to have sex. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, fuck me and put a kid in me. 
I don't know, that's not the way I like to come, you know? Just that's not what I shout out. <laughs> but um, my husband is a 26-year-old Cuban, so I just saved a ton of money on in vitro fertilization. <laughs> <laughs> He brought that Caribbean fertility to my life. That shit was intense. He was here for one month and was like, and you're pregnant. Actually, he didn't tell me. I, I, I wasn't the first to find out. His, his whole family practices Santeria. So his grandma called me uh, a week before my wedding and was like, hey, you're pregnant. And I was like, no, I'm not. And she was like, okay, well, let me know when you find out. And I was like, I can't have any fucking surprises, you know? His grandma predicts everything. <laughs> It's so annoying. She was like, what do you think it is? I'm like, I think it's a boy. She's like, it's a girl. I'm like, ah, <laughs> fucking abuela. <laughs> but our whole, um, my husband and I's whole marriage is in Spanish, which I'm white. I don't know if you could see. Um, I have a minor in Spanish from Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. And surprise, that's not their specialty. <laughs> So my Spanish was at like a seventh grade level, you know, and now I'm now I'm at like expert level. Now I'm at like, f uh, fuck you. I'm going to fucking kill you in Spanish, you know, <laughs> it's that marriage shit. So, but it's good. I, I didn't realize how uh, horrible my Spanish training was until I got married and was like, wow, everything is now in this language. Like when I was in high school, I learned, um, my first phrase I learned was me encanta tu jardín, um, which means your garden enchants me. <laughs> the most useful phrase one could learn. I've never since then been in a garden so enchanting that I've had to tell people your garden enchants me. Um, but there have been several times when I've been in situations where I wish I knew what to say. The thing I wish I would have learned in high school uh, was a phrase that goes like, um, put me on top and move my hips back and forth until we come at the same time. But I, I never learned that one. Would have been, it would have been very useful. But I don't know if you guys ever learned Spanish, but when you try to make demands in Spanish, you got to change the end of the verb. It's very complicated. So those whole demanding things are, are tough. I still don't know how to, I don't still don't know how to say it. I, now I just say, I want to be on top. <laughs> so like, I'm still at like Spanish too, um, with my sexual commands. It's good though. Do you guys come at the same time? Is that like something that you're into? I know people are people. People in San Francisco will eat ass, but they're like, we don't really come at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a, it's like a mystery. You know, it's like Stephen King's The Fog. You know, like <laughs> people have heard about it, but they've never seen it. It's actually pretty simple to come at the same time. One person just waits. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I think I, 
I think we're all just like a bunch of like assholes here in the Bay Area. We feel like we've like one life, you know, like we moved away from wherever we're from. We got here, you know, we're fucking seeing great views and eating, eating sustainable produce and fresh pressed juices. And, you know, we're, we're all self-actualized on Maslow's hierarchy. But on the top of the, the pyramid of the self-actualization pyramid is two double squirt emojis <laughs> that you... <laughs> Yeah, people people don't see, um, and that is the that is the coming at at the same time. So if if you feel like you're already up there, to add those extra emojis to your vision board and fucking take that shit to the next level. 2019, new year, new me. You know what I'm saying? It's like. 100%. Um, my favorite part about coming at the same time is uh, is the weird um, kind of like teamwork you have to do afterwards to get off the bed together <laughs> without without like leaving you know witnesses. <laughs> you're kind of like you're kind of like you're like ah this is awesome this is awesome and then it's like ah, ah okay now listen this is what we're gonna have to do it's like a ropes course trust fall combo and you're like all right if I I keep my leg here and we both shift our weight I think if we could roll and I could stick the landing I don't have to watch all this bedding you know because none of us are rich enough to have laundry and laundry in our unit so it's pretty good and then imagine all that in Spanish you know that shit is fucking impossible Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. That that's been my time. Good, am I good? All right, great. Thanks. I'm Emily Van Dyke. Emily Van Dyke and a two-pound baby. I have to wipe the tears out of my eyes. That was so funny. Um, I really feel like upset that language is so political that we're teaching white children to talk about how beautiful a gardener is just because most gardeners are Hispanic doesn't mean that we need to, t- I feel like it's a very too hard and heiress mewy, mewy, mewy I took French, I'm sorry I'm like, hey Jolie, that's, that's cute I don't even know how to talk in any language yay, I'm an American anybody? <laughs> Right? Like you're going to teach your child two languages. Yay! Don't let them be a normal. Does any, I mean, other than Jonathan, does any one of those in here speak another language? Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but no, but you speak like Japanese or some shit, right? That's, I mean, we should all, that's super cool. Watashi wa onidisu. That's the one thing I learned. That means I am the devil. (laughs) (laughs) But watashi wa is everything. It's like watashi wa is like I am and I feel and I, it's like, it's all this very cool. I love the Japanese. Why did we kill 178,000 of them in two days? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like bring it down like that. Ah, we have to, comedy is important because uh, I guess terrible things are happening in the world right now. Anybody else submerge themselves in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days? Just me. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. I was like, the government shut down. What? Like, is it back up? I don't know. Like, is it California? Okay. I'm very excited for California to, uh, to, uh, we need to get all of our people against the border and we're going to have sticks and we're going to push really hard. We're going to make a moat. 
And then um, we're going to make Johnny Depp our president, and he's going to be a pirate, and he's going to sail around the new, like, California is going to become its own country, and we'll have so many in and outs And in and out in and out will start putting avocado on its burgers because avocado is clearly the currency of California. Duh. Like our, okay. And bacon. And bacon. Yeah, bacon and avocado. That's all we need. It's time. It's time. <laughs> oh, it's, I, I want to run for like president of California just on in and out alone. You know, like why San Francisco, seven by seven, one in and out. It's at Zavolf for the tourists. Fuck the tourists. Where's my in and out? Ah, nobody else. Okay. <laughs> You're pregnant. You like in and out, right? What? Oh, well, strange cravings are coming. Santeria style. In and out. Your next uh, comedian, he came all the way from Oakland. I met him last night at a fun show. There were 50 comics doing all their first jokes of the year. He was right before me. I didn't listen to your joke at all because all I could think about was myself. Because <laughs> I was up after him. Like, I'm going to listen to him. Come on. I had to put my words together. But I'm super excited to listen to him tonight. Everybody, put your hands together for Marcus Howard. Yay! All right. Oh, are we going? Okay. Hey, what's up, Mutiny Radio? How you doing tonight? Yeah, yeah. I'm Marcus, uh, like Pam said. Uh, I'm going to just share some of my truths with you guys real quick, okay? Is that fine? Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm a single guy. Um, I don't really do the whole online dating thing, though. That's not for me. I'm a classic man when it comes to meeting women. Uh, that's to say that I go out at night, get fucked up, and make horrible life decisions. Um, but yeah, but my friend, she's in a really beautiful relationship, and uh, she met her guy through online dating. So she convinced me to give it a shot. Uh, now, the website that she met her guy on is called plentyoffish.com. Now, if you guys don't know Plenty of Fish, their whole motto is that there's plenty of fish in the sea. The thing that they don't tell you, though, is that all the fish in that sea are fucking rotten, okay? <laughs> like, I spent all this time setting up this nice profile, getting these nice pictures, and when I went to go take a look at the women out there, I was fucking horrified, okay? Because the women on Plenty of Fish fall into, like, one of three categories, okay? It's girls that got pregnant in high school, hookers, and pregnant hookers working on their GED, okay? <laughs> um, so, yeah, needless to say, I got off of that one real quick, but I'm not a quitter, so I decided to check out a few more online dating sites. Uh, and I just want to share some of my favorites with you guys. Uh, the first one is called blackpeoplemeet.com. Now, if you guys don't know this one, it's a uh, website designed specifically for the closet racist that wants to say, I've met at least one black person. Um, the second one is farmers only. Uh, weirdly enough, uh, it is for farmers only. I found that out after I got a message from this big bitch named Mabel who's talking about she needed an extra hand around the farm milking some teats. Um, I'm not really sure if that was an innuendo or not, but I didn't want to find out. And then the uh, third one, I actually got this one a little bit twisted. It's called Grinder. Now, I thought it was a dating website for stoners to meet other stoners. And no, you guys, it is just a gay fuck app. That's all it is. Um, their whole motto is like, if you're a dude and you like grinding against other dudes, let's fucking do this. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, uh, but yeah, being a single guy, I, I spend a lot of time with my friends talking about like men and women and relationships. And I've got this really good friend, Thomas. Cool guy, says weird things. Like the other day, Thomas was like, you know what, man? It's like they say, men age like wine and women age like fish. 
Now, that is a fucked up thing to say, Thomas. But as he said it, I started thinking about all the older men in my life, and none of them remind me of a fine-aged wine, okay? Take Monka Willie, for instance. Born in the 1920s, he should be a top-shelf, high-class, high-quality wine. But I personally never met a bottle of wine in my entire life that wears diapers, smells like piss, and is afraid of the Great Depression making a comeback, okay? Uh, I think, if anything, men kind of age like an open beer. You know, we start off crisp, refreshing, everybody wants a taste, but then as time goes on, we start to go flat, and then you kind of have to ask yourself, do I even want to finish this? There's like another one right over there. Like, at this point, I'm just kind of being lazy. Um, And then as far as like women aging like fish, uh, I don't think that's right. Uh, I think women age more like an avocado, you know? We get you from the grocery store, you're nice and ripe and delicious. We take you home to cut into you, make something beautiful. But then we turn our back for like two seconds when we come back and you're all brown and crusty. And it's like, what the fuck happened? This is not the same avocado I just bought. Um, But yeah, I'm still gonna eat that brown avocado though, you know? No no need wasting good food. but yeah, being a single guy, especially a black guy in the dating scene is kind of hard. There's all these added like expectations and pressures put on us. Um, like for some reason, I am every white girl's first black guy. And I'm assuming that's because I kind of look like a boy band's best attempt at a rapper. But, um, <laughs> and like, 